Hi there. This is Allison McGee, your host. I'm sitting on my front porch, also known as the bonus living room. That bird feeder I was telling you about a few weeks ago, it needs refilling, but I am taking a one-day break from it. Every few days I do this because these birds are eating me out of house and home, and they also need to learn not to be mean to each other. The way they hip-check each other off the thing, it's frankly a little disturbing. They need to learn restraint. Today I am thinking about a note from a listener named Sylvia, a note that she sent in a couple of weeks ago. Sylvia's letter is about how hard it is for her right now to deal with some members of her family, specifically her father and his wife. Their politics are a 180 from hers, and while over the years Sylvia has always dealt with it, made herself deal with it, even if just barely, I mean, it's family. Everything happening right now in our country and the world has stretched her to her breaking point. She writes that her father was always conservative, but the, quote, fiscal conservative, socially liberal kind of conservative. But in recent years, things have changed dramatically. He married a woman that Sylvia describes as an anti-Muslim fascist who says things like, and I'm quoting here, the Japanese were our friends until they turned on us just like the Muslims will. And quoting again. Duterte is good for law and order in the Philippines. And what does extrajudicial killing really mean, anyway? The two of them, Sylvia's father and her stepmother, live in a wealthy, gated community that Sylvia at this point fears she will never return to. Here's part of her letter. Dad likes to push my buttons, political and other, And I, on the other hand, bite my tongue until it bleeds, trying to avoid political discussions, let alone fights. <sighs> on Friday, I called him, as I do every other day during this pandemic, calls which I thought were bringing us closer together. And we started talking about when I'm, quote, going back to work. My note here, Sylvia has been working remotely ever since the pandemic began. I say I'm not going back to the office anytime soon, and he then says, "Ugh, Cuomo's an ass. I say nothing, not wanting even to say, okay. He then says something about all those crazy people tearing down monuments, and I lose it. I say, oh, that's what you're interested in? You mean the statues of those Confederate generals who committed treason against the United States? And he cuts me off just when I'm getting started, says he loves me, and hangs up. I hate him. I really do. But I love him, and I don't understand why he really messed me up psychologically growing up, always teasing me, always belittling me, always telling me I would fail.
been thinking about Sylvia's letter ever since I first read it, with sorrow for both her and her father. Sorrow for him for choosing to miss out on what could potentially be a close relationship in his old age with his daughter because he just can't stop pushing buttons. And for what? Sorrow, more important, for Sylvia. A parent who has to maintain who has to maintain control at all costs, someone who at some point along the way in his own life decided or was told that power was more important than intimacy with the people he most loves is someone who's always going to choose the button-pushing path. Maybe he fears that his daughter doesn't actually love him because he knows what an asshole he is with her. So this is his way of keeping her engaged with him. And his way of getting the last word is to abruptly cut her off, tell her he loves her, and hang up. Never really know who she is. I don't know, but it's something I have seen plenty of in my life. My heart aches for Sylvia. The distillation of her letter, the essence of the whole situation to me in her own words is this. I hate him. I really do but I love him, and I don't understand why. We're always children, aren't we? We always look for and depend on, in the deepest part of our beings, our parents. We want them to take care of us, to see us, to soothe us, to recognize our accomplishments and our graces. And Sylvia's father can't do this. He has spent his life as her father, making pronouncements, belittling her, baiting her, pushing her buttons, and then telling her he loves her. I'm sad for both of them. I picture her as a little girl wanting her dad's approval and love. I picture her dad as a little boy, and I wonder what his life was like. And as I picture them both, tiny children, I think of a wondrous poem I read last fall called How About, by poet Steve Healy. Somehow it feels exactly right for Sylvia's situation, this poem about small children playing make-believe. Whenever I read this poem, and I have it partly memorized, I float back to early childhood when anything was possible. Dreams, make-believe, an entire different future. Just with those magic words, How about... Here's that poem. And I have a treat for you today. You'll be hearing it twice. First read by Nico and Ramona and read again by Luke O'Brien. Enjoy. How about? How about the house is haunted, but all the ghosts are nice ones? Mostly nice, but sometimes mean when they eat our snacks without asking. How about there's a ghost horse with big snack lips, but she's nice and gives us slow gallop rides over furniture hills? All the ghosts... Are part of our families, but grown-ups can't see them. How about 
I'm the daughter, you're the son. Or we'll half daughter, half son, half comet, half horse, going around the carousels. Over there is the black hole where we ate crackers and grapes today for snack. In that corner, all the galaxies don't care if we don't say please and thank you. How about Dad never says we have to clean up this mess because he's our tiny cute baby. He's always napping in his crib or he's in his room where he writes poems. And inside him there's a baby who has another baby inside him. How about the babies have a war inside them and become orphans? Or how about we're the orphans in a poem Dad writes, then we're adopted by the ghost horse? And off we ride through the snowy air, we say the words and disappear. How About by Steve Healy The house is haunted, but all the ghosts are nice ones. Mostly nice, but sometimes mean. When they eat our snacks without asking. How about there's a ghost horse with big snack lips, but she's nice and gives us slow gallop rides over furniture hills. All the ghosts are part of our family, but grown-ups can't see them. How about I'm the daughter, you're the son? Or we're both half-daughter, half-son, half-comet, half-horse, going around the carousel. Over there is the black hole where we ate crackers and grapes today for snack. In that corner, all the galaxies that don't care if we don't say please and thank you. How about Dad never says we have to clean up this mess because he's our tiny, cute baby. He's always napping in his crib, or he's in the room where he writes poems, and inside him there's a baby who has another baby inside him. How about the babies have a war inside him and become orphans? Or how about we're the orphans in a poem Dad writes, then we're adopted by the ghost horse and off we ride through the snowy air. We say the words and disappear. Well, friends, that is it for today's episode. And thank you for listening. If you liked it, please spread the word by sending the link to someone else who might like it. And if you're so inclined, give us a good rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Original theme music for our show is by Dylan Parisi. Additional music composed and performed by musician Kelly Krebs. Today's poem, How About, was read by Nico and Ramona and also by Luke O'Brien with the kind permission of Steve Healy. It can be found in his haunting and beautiful book, Safe Houses I Have Known, a kind of memoir in poetry about Healy's childhood as the son of a CIA spy, published by Coffeehouse Press. Words by Winter is created and hosted and written and produced and everythinged by me, writer Alison McGee. Tell me what you're going through, what uncertainties or troubles you're dealing with, maybe in the silence of your own mind and heart. Let me know so that I can go in search of a poem to help you through, to help us all through, the way that poems have been helping me ever since I was a little girl. Sometimes life feels too hard, too intense, 
just too much. And if that's where you are right now, reach out. You can send me a voice memo via email to wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com or just drop me a line at the same address, which again is wordsbywinterpodcast at gmail.com. For more information, go to Allison Mc... (laughs) Let's try that again. (laughs) For more information, go to allisonmcgee.com. Words by Winter. Conversations, reflections, and poems about the passages of life. Because it is rough out there. And we have to help each other through.